Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. This year, 2023, I'm on a journey through the Bible. And each Thursday, I'm dropping an anchor and I'm talking to you about where I'm at in the Bible and what I've been reading through the good, the bad, the ugly. We're discussing it right here on the podcast. And today, we're anchoring down once again in the book of Job. Let's get going. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. We are in the book of Job again. I hope that you have been enjoying this journey. It's kind of neat for me. It's kind of fun for me. I've got about now, I think, 19 of you on the U version playing with me. 80 some of you following along on the newsletter that comes out on Mondays where we discuss what is where we're at in that particular time. And then I don't know how many can't track it following along here on the podcast And one final time today, we're anchored down in the book of Job. Job has been a good study. I've read through Job multiple times reading through the Bible, but this one, maybe because it's in kind of community with some of you on YouVersion, and you can still join that, by the way. I'll put a link in these show notes, but maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because uh, I'm just taking my time. Maybe because I know that I have to focus more because I'm going to be talking about. It. I don't know. There's a there's a variety of reasons. Maybe just because that's how amazing God's word is. It's just powerful. But I've been really enjoying this study and drawing a lot from it. And so today, I I want to, in a brief way, since it's our last time, kind of give a little bit of an overview and give you about four nuggets that I've been uh, reading through over this last week. Now, in this book, it's no mystery, Job is suffering. He's lost everything. I wrote about that on Monday. He he lost his 10 children. He lost his cattle. He lost his servants. He lost everything. He went from a man that was one of the greatest in the East to a man who's looked down upon, in a sense, by others because he's lost everything. And they viewed him, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but even his own friends now viewed him as something wrong in his life. So whereas once he was viewed as a man of great reputation, now he's viewed that he's got some flaw. And because of that flaw, because of that sin, he has lost everything. That's how he is viewed. But Job, throughout this book, we see his wrestling match with God. He's wrestling with the question that I hear all the time. Why do the righteous suffer? Why is that person who is wicked getting what I desire? And why am I having to suffer? Why do I go through this? Why do I face loss? Why do I face difficulties when I am God's child? This question is a fundamental question that everybody asks. There's not really a great answer that satisfies your needs. There's an answer, but it's not an answer that's always going to satisfy your needs. But as Job is wrestling with this question with God, he's got also some of his closest friends that are constantly calling him a sinner, saying that everything is his fault, that because of sin in his life, he, this is he's brought this upon himself that he needs to repent of his sin. And to Job's credit, I think he is searching his heart. He's saying, God, is there any sin? Is there any way? And by the time we get to where 
I'm going to talk about today in chapter 31 at some point. He's kind of resigned to the fact that, God, I don't believe this is because of sin. I've tried to live in integrity. And so in Job's search, we learn some nuggets, and I want to share a few of them with you. Number one, I wrote down here, we do do see in this study, how do we view suffering? How do we view suffering? I want to give a little different take. We know that sin brings consequences. I love the phrase I heard first from Pastor Jim Shetler College. You can choose your sin, but you don't choose your consequences. And we understand that when we choose to sin, we invite consequences. And those consequences do come. But that's not the narrative of the book of Job. The book of Job is a righteous man who is suffering. And he's suffering because there was a time when Satan came to God, well, before God, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? We don't like to face that fact, but God initiated that conversation. And God believed that Job, in his integrity and in his faith, would endure this. And as Job rightly said in the in chapter 28 and verse, no, chapter 23, I got to have my Bible open to the right spot. In verse number 10, I love these verses. He said, but he, talking about God, knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Warren Wiersbe says this. He says, gold doesn't fear the furnace. Because the furnace, what a furnace does in the Bible times to to a piece of gold is it only makes it brighter. It only makes it more beautiful. And what Job had realized was that the furnace of suffering in his life was only going to be for his good. It's going to turn it's going to take away the withdrawals so the dross, and it's going to make him it's going to make him more beautiful in this sense to glorify God just as the furnace treats gold and he says when he has tried me I shall come forth as gold it was a battle he was wrestling and I get caught up when I'm reading this in the emotions that he faced a lot of times takes me back to when my son died. And when my son died, it was a wrestling match. Very difficult, very emotional, drove me to the scriptures. And I wrestled with why so often. But we see that Job, he said in verse 11, My f- my foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined. He wasn't going to fade away. He wasn't going to disobey God. He was going to continue to do what was right. And I love his view of suffering, the view of suffering that although I've searched my heart and I don't see anything between me and God, anything that's got consequences of this. And so God, I'm going to trust that this is allowed by you and I'm going to by faith, keep my eyes fixed upon you and let you work this in my life to make me as gold. I love that truth. I think it's Peter that wrote about that later on in the New Testament. So Lesson one, I think we're seeing here on on suffering. And we need to not view suffering as getting angry at God, but view this as God, I'm going to depend on you. And I am telling you, we've only talked about the loss. Even right there in my summary, I talked about the loss. I didn't talk about the physical pain that Job was in. From the boils and the sores and the sickness, he faced a lot. But he kept his eyes on God. So we see in this book, as we're kind of wrapping our, it up, because those of you that are reading along with me, we're going to be done by the time next Thursday comes around with this book, and we'll be moved on back into Genesis. But we view suffering. 
But then we see a view of God's word, because in the next verse, actually, I'm staying in chapter 23 for a second. He said this, he says, neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed. Now get this. This is what one of the heartbeat behind why I'm reading through the Bible this year, why I'm encouraging you to. I am excited for the 19 of you or 18 of you that are joining me on the U version, the rest of you that are doing it on your own. Here's what he said. He said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Today I was at lunch. Today I was at work. And about the lunchtime, every other Wednesday, I'm off. And then the other Wednesday, I work up in Greencastle, a city nearby, not my normal office. And I work till about two o'clock for now. And my wife works in the same town. And it's the only time I'm in that town. And so I don't get a lunch and, and she'll bring me a lunch. And sometimes she's busy. She's a lot busier than I am at times. And so every once in a while, I'll drop her a little hint text saying, hey, am I going to get some food today? In my stomach, because my lunch hour is usually always around 11, around 11, I start thinking about that. And because I always have a plan for lunch because I'm always, it's it's important. You got to eat. I can make it a few days, probably. I'm going to be miserable, but I can make it. But we all need food. Well, well, what he said, Siri's talking. Did you guys hear that? I'm not going to edit it out, but Siri wanted to tell me something she found on the web. But anyways, so... So he said, though, that I esteem his word, God's word, more than my necessary food. Now, the question that I asked, I didn't go into deep study. That's the thing about reading through. You can do some study. It's hard to do some deep study, but I made a note to come back more. What did what word of God did Job have? This is the chronologically the oldest book. Moses didn't write the, the Pentateuch, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, till probably after Job lived. So what was Job reading? Maybe there was those that recorded the the things down that eventually got to Moses that Moses used and along with inspiration of God wrote. Maybe he was reading those. Maybe God spoke to him directly a few times. We don't know, but he had heard the message of God and he esteemed the words of God more than his necessary food. You and I today, thousands of years later, have the completed word of God that is inspired for us. Do we esteem it? Is the Bible precious to us? And that's what I'm learning in these first 12 days is today's day 12. I didn't say that in our journey. One of the things I'm learning is to esteem the word of God. And every day, even in some of these passages in Job, I'm like, oh boy, what's this is going to be a long one. Oh, but there are some nuggets in there. So esteem God's word. What's the value of God's word in your life? And you say, you know what? I'm already, we're 12 days in today. I'm listening to this. Maybe it's later. So I'm more days and I haven't been, I haven't been in the word of God. Hey, just get started today. Get started today. As I wrote in the newsletter, if you finish after January 1st, I promise it's not a sin. Just start reading. And even if you don't choose to read through the Bible, though I'm recommending it this year, just read every day. And I'd love for you to jump in with us on the Version plan. So number one, we see how to view suffering. I think we see how to view God's word. Job t- teaches on that. And then I see, we see in this the source of wisdom. We went ahead a little bit to chapter 28. In, in chapter 28, Job, throughout this chapter, he's discussing about the search for wisdom and how man will search for wisdom. And he gives a variety of ways in which men search for wisdom and, and things that men find valuable in life. But then as he kind of comes down to verse 20, he says, whence then cometh wisdom? Where do we get wisdom? 
And he reads down a little bit, but then in the last verse of that, he says, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. What is wisdom? It begins with the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? It's reverence for God and his commands. He goes on to say, And to depart from evil is understanding. So when I choose to have a proper reverence for God and obedience to his word, there's wisdom that comes from that. But then we know from the book of James, it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. He says, if any man lack wisdom, I'm quoting two different verses there, but he says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. That is James chapter one. So step one is have a proper reverence, respect, fear of God. Step two is ask God, ask him to give you wisdom. Ask him every day when you approach the Bible and you're reading and you're studying saying, God, give me wisdom today. God, speak to my heart today. Give me something today from your word. So begins with a proper reverence for God. When you approach the word of God, understanding that God, I, I, I'm approaching the Bible that is inspired and I, and I respect you. And God, I'm, I'm asking you to speak to me, not because I deserve it, but because you, God, you promise that you'll speak to those that, that, that read your word. And, and he's promised those Bible meditators. What did he say? You'll find great success. He says it. They'll be prosperous. Joshua 1, 8. So the wisdom begins. The source of wisdom is God. We know that the Bible says in the New Testament, Colossians, that wisdom is hidden in Christ. And guess what? You and I are in Christ as well if we're Christians. And so in Christ, we have available to us the wisdom of God. And guess what? In the word of God, the Bible is where we also find about Jesus. We find about wisdom. And so this journey... I'm already, I'm glad that Job addressed that. I'd forgotten about that verse until I got to it, but I'm glad that Job addressed that because I'm thankful that in this journey this year that I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I get scared. Sometimes I'm like, man, that's a long commitment. How's the podcast going to go? How's the newsletter going to go? Are people going to follow along? Are they going to be interested in the Bible? Hey, you know what? In the end, whether I get to day 365 and zero people are following along, God is going to help me because the Bible is alive. And I'm telling you this, if you stick with it, get in the word of God, you will enjoy the time with God. You'll gain wisdom from it, gain instruction from it, and a proper fear of God. So as we study Job, we've seen how do we view suffering? How do we view God's word? Where is, what is the source of wisdom? And then finally, I'll say this today and be done. We saw in chapter 31, and I know we've, we're supposed to read a few more. I'm recording this a day early. In chapter 31, we see about the value of integrity. Now, behind the scenes throughout this whole book, we've seen the integrity of Job. I think from the chapter 1, I love the beautiful picture of Job going and praying for his children. Before all of this happened, we saw his integrity. I love the verses that say Job sinned not with his lips. Job sinned not with his actions. I love that. In, ver in chapter 31, it's like Job gives his final defense in a sense. And he's talking about him as a, as a human being, how he's treated his neighbor. He's talking about how he works, his work ethic. He's talking about his life and every aspect of it. And, and he's saying, God, I just, I don't, it's like this wrestling match. He's saying, God, I know I'm not perfect. Job was not sinless, but God, there's nothing. Integrity's got the idea of nothing that you can just hold against me. 
And, and Job had was right with God. And you know what? In our society today, we need integrity. We have a lot of scandals that happen. Not only in churches, but in Hollywood and politics. Integrity is a word that's not mentioned much anymore. And may you and I be men and women of integrity today. One of the things I'm leaving the book of Job, when I pull anchor up here today and I move through, and by the time we get back next week, one of the things I want to take away from this book is this. I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a person that, however long God gives me, I look back at my children and say, hey, I gave my life to the Lord. I wasn't perfect, but I tried to live the best I could to honor God. In every situation that I faced, I faced some ones that I don't like. I've done some things that I that that I probably shouldn't have. I, I've I've questioned some things that I that I that I maybe I shouldn't have questioned. There's been times when I was frustrated at God. I shouldn't have been frustrated at God. But in the end, as Job said, he said, "I know that God's in control." And and. If I continue to just obey him, this is a phrase I keep coming back to in my life for the last five or six years. I may not understand everything and I may get frustrated about things, but God will not fail and just keep obeying him. And if I, those two things, and it seems like that's where Job was. If I just trust God and I just obey God, things are going to work out. Now, I guess I'm going to have to recap a little bit of Job come next week. It will be in the newsletter too. Go to bradmcclure.org and you can subscribe and you'll see it there for sure. Because there is something that happens in the end of the book of Job that is good, that is very helpful. And I have to somehow, whether it be audio or in written form, I have to discuss it. But we're going to revisit that and then get back into the book of Genesis. But I am telling you, if you're in this book, I would love to hear from you. What have been some of your takeaways from me? How do you suffering? how to view God's word, what is the source of wisdom, and the value of integrity are four lessons that I'm going to take away this year as I journey through the book of Job. Hey, thanks for listening. Anchor's about to go back up. We'll anchor back down on Monday in a written email, and then next Thursday, we'll be right back here on the podcast. Now, on Sundays, you've noticed we haven't been doing anything we will come back to that. I'll be teaching a brand new series live, and then I will post it on there. It won't have anything to do with our journey through the Bible. I may make a quick comment at the beginning, just reminding those that are only listening to the podcast, but it shouldn't. Now, the only exception may be I, every once in a while I may have a bonus episode because I'm not teaching just like this Sunday. I'm not teaching. And if I get time, I may just do a bonus episode and talk about something. But normally it's going to be a random different series that I'm teaching live in one of my classes. So thank you guys for following along on the podcast. I'd love to have your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Leave a review wherever you're listening. Make sure you subscribe. We'll see you back on Monday.